So good evening, everybody. Welcome to a new Human Experience podcast. And today is February 27, 2020. The topic for this evening is how human beings work. So um, last couple of weeks, I've been actually thinking a lot about how to get back to basics. And I know last week I talked um, a little bit about how to get back to basics. So this week, I actually want to talk a little bit about more basic stuff. So the, the, the reason why I'm interested to talk about how human beings work is that um, we, we're actually coming to very new energy. And um, the old energy, old system is winding down. And so we actually had a lot of um, I would say misinterpretation and misinformation about how human beings work. And we were kind of um, guide, guided to behave in one, in one particular way, which somehow led to how the world is today, which is it's, um, it's not functioning too well for the, 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 the well-being of a lot of human beings. So that's why with the, the new energy, I would like to actually get back to basics and really talk, start to look into how human beings actually works. It's um, we human beings. And when we are born, we're like this little baby, little thing. And um, however, our parents and we ourselves never really quite got the Mm, the owner's manual for being a human being. We're just taking, we're just looking at the, the, the grown-ups or people that we perceive to have authority to see how they are doing things. And we kind of just copy, copy them and improvise the, just along the way. And this not knowing is really not serving us. So I want to talk a little bit about how human beings actually work. Now, I'm not saying that I know everything, far, far be it. I'm, I have just been um, paying attention to some of the old traditions and because this is not something that is new. A lot of ascended masters or people like Jesus, um, Buddha, they actually have um, a much better sense of how be human beings work. That's, and they have left breadcrumbs for us to look at if we are interested in. So I'm just following those breadcrumbs and um, putting together a, a, my take on how human beings work. So it may not be the truth, but it's definitely my truth. So first thing I want to talk about is thoughts. We all have thoughts. Um, a lot of times we actually have too many thoughts. There's so many thoughts that it clouded our whole brain and we don't really, um, it, this kind of our true being got lost in it. However, thoughts are really important. They are actually the, the source of our creativity. And thoughts, the, 
I would say the, the, the first, first thing I want to talk about is really the principle of thought. Principle just meaning that it's, it's really one of, the, one of the things that I want to, to talk about is, is that we have thoughts and everyone has it. There really is no human being or no normal human being that don't think or don't have thoughts. And we tend to think that, well, okay, I think these thoughts, so they must be my thoughts. And that's not necessarily the case, though, because um, thoughts are not, are not um, like eggs. They're not ducks. They're not books. They're not solvers. It's not something that we bought it and now it's ours. No, it's nothing like that. Thoughts are actually, it's, um, it's an energy form. So it's a thought form. It's actually energy. And this thought form energy is actually all around us. It's in our environment. It's actually in our DNA as well as it's programmed. Some thought forms are programmed within our DNA. So thought forms are there, but that just because we think a thought, that does not mean that we, we are, um, how should I say that? It's, that does not mean we are hostage to the thought. Because just because we think a thought, that doesn't mean we have to do anything about the thoughts. Because we have thousands, if not millions, if not billions of thoughts every day, every week. There are so many thoughts. And if we take each one of our thoughts seriously, then we are in big trouble because then our attention would be so far divided. So I would say one of the corollary to the principle of thought is that just because we think a thought that does not mean that it is our thoughts. And there are certain thoughts that um, resonate with us more. And why? It could be that we, our, our parents or somebody that we love or somebody that we look up to put more weight or more value on those thoughts. So we may decided to play with that and decided to take those thoughts more seriously than all the other thoughts. Like, like I just want to um, maybe throw a thought out. The, the thought that money is dirty, I remember that's one of the um, thoughts that my mother likes to, um, I would say, remind me every time when we go out and we come back home. First thing she would say is to wash your hands because you've touched money, you have touched so many things, it's, they are dirty. So it's, so the, um, so money is dirty. So that is a thought that's been repeated to me a couple of times. And um, there are other thoughts. Uh, for example, uh, uh, the thought that, oh, okay, you have to finish everything that's um, on your plate or in your bowl because there are so many people out there that are starving. So really cherish every bit of food that you have and don't waste it. 
So those are some other of my mother's thoughts. So those thoughts have been kind of, you know, um, repeated to me, and I'm quite sure they've been repeated to a lot of other children for a long time. And so that's, um, so when these thoughts that has been repeated by someone that we love, we trust, and we look up to for, uh, they've been repeated um, like quite often, then we tend to think that, oh, those thoughts might, must be important. They must be something that we should really pay attention to and really follow. So that's how the, some thoughts seem to have more weight, whereas um, thoughts that say, oh, um, I don't know, let's, let's say, don't, uh, don't play with fire. Um, yes, my mother did have that, but it's like, there's not a lot of fire around for me to play with. We, uh, we don't really use, we don't really use um, candles, not when I was growing up anyways. A lot of the times, if we need light, we would just switch on the, the, the light and um, that would be it. Whereas after I come to Canada, like that's when um, I see more people. Instead of using electricity to light up their, their home, they would use candles. So uh, those things. So certain thoughts just, you know, come in one ear and just leave the, the, the other ear. And it does not hold any importance, whereas some others does. And um, there are lots of reasons. I've mentioned that, yes, it may be people that we love, or people that we look up to um, have impressed it upon us that those thoughts are important. The other thing is maybe if I have a, um, I would say, extraordinary experience with certain thoughts, then I would, um, I would put more weight on it. So I said extraordinary. It, to really include that is sometimes I, if I had a very good experience with some thoughts, I would really remember, oh, let's say um, I enjoy having uh, lunch with my, my son. So the thought of, oh, I'm going to have lunch with my son again this weekend. So that thought kind of brings a good feeling in my heart. And the same is true for um, thoughts that I have a bad experience with. Let's say, oh, I, I don't like to go to the supermarket at 5 p.m. because it seems like that's when it's getting busy. So the thought of just, you know, having to do grocery at rush hour, it's not a pleasant thought. So how whatever emotions we associate with certain thoughts kind of um, colors how we, we process those thoughts as well. So, and then the next kind of principle I want to talk about um, of being a human beings is that the second one is really the principle of consciousness. So what do I mean by consciousness? It's just things that you are aware of. For example, 
if I'm not aware of, let's say, um, oh, something, um, if I were not aware of something bad happening, let's say halfway around uh, across the, the globe, I say in India or in um, Pakistan or in in um, in Finland, like if there's anything out of the extra uh, like extraordinary, whether it's extraordinary good or extraordinary bad, if I'm not aware of it, then I don't experience it. So that's why consciousness is is important because. Our consciousness really um, helps, really allows us to be aware of experiences. We can only experience the things that we are aware of. And once we are aware of it, then we can, we can experience it. However, if we are not aware of it, then it's not in our in experience. We can't. Be, we can't really feel it because we we have no knowledge that is happening, so we don't have, even have a an opinion or a, an, any thought about it. So when there's no thoughts, then we, we we don't experience it. So that's really the second principle that I want to to bring out, and also that's why consciousness. We want to raise our consciousness because the more we are conscious of, the more we can take responsibility for. Um, for example, if you, let's say you, um, some people, they may have um, nerve damage. So when their fingers, let's say, touch something that's really hot, they don't feel it right away. The, they may not feel it right away. And when we don't feel something, then we don't know that it is causing us harm. So that's why, um, that's why when we start to raise our consciousness and we are um, aware of more things, then we would be able to decide consciously, do we want more of that or do we want none of it? Or do we want to actually have something else? So um, raising our consciousness actually gives us more choices, gives us choice and have more control over how we focus our attention and our intention. So that's why there is such a push on raising our consciousness. Even though sometimes when we, at first, our first reaction in getting to know something is that we may be pissed off about it. We may, we may be angry that, how dare they doing this to us? It's, it's for example, um, the out, outbreak of, we, we know about um, Pizzagate, for example, of, of really um, pedophiles trying to um, human trafficking. It's not something that is in our face. Um, it hasn't been in our face for a long time until quite recently in the, the, the last couple of years is really in our face now. So we as a human collective know that this is really happening and it's actually happening more often than we think they do. So when the human 
um, collective as a whole becomes more aware that this this kind of activity, seedy activity that's that's happening in our society, then we as a, a whole can start to make a choice that we want to do whatever we can um, using government help and also um, private citizen help being more aware that something like that may be happening and to be to really look out for any signs of distress or be able to help um, someone that is young and can't help themselves. So this is really when we are more conscious, then we can make a choice of whether we want something to still exist or we want to change it. So that is what consciousness is used for. It can be used for something as um, I would say that affects everybody or it can be something that is more personal as well because like even on a personal level for example if you are aware of let's say energy um, how your own body um, reacts to certain energy then you can actually start to make um, choices about how to help yourself and um, maybe do detoxing so that your body can handle certain energy if you can't afford those energy better. So those are all the like good reasons why we want to raise our level of consciousness. And the, the third principle I want to talk about is really um, the principle of hmm, how should I, the principle of of minds, let's say, minds. And I want to um, mention that there are actually different levels of minds. There is the, I would say, the more individualized minds, which is my mind, your mind, those are more individualized minds. And then there is also the big mind. And what I refer to the big mind is really um, what some people may call God. Some people may call it source. Some people may call it really the um, um, spiritual. Some people call it oneness. So there are different names to it that I think you all understand what I'm trying to refer to. It's really the, the um, mystical part that is of us, the, the, the source or God particles within us that is, is in every one of us. It's not just in human beings. It is actually in every blade of grass, in every flower, in every stars, in the, in the, the, the night sky and in everything that we can perceive of, there is the, the spirit of source, there is a divine spirit in it. So when you, and that it is really that divine part of us, the, the, the big mind that um, allows us to, experience all of this, experience thoughts and 
allows us to experience consciousness. It, it is really that. It is, um, I just want to give an example. An example is like, um, let me see, what's a good example? Um, one of the examples I can, I can give is really, it's like watching a movie. It's, it's like watching a movie. So if you can think of the, our thoughts as the, um, the, 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 let's say it is really the, the film role. So it is really the, the, the film that has all the um, different actions on it, that's printed on it. And the, our consciousness is, it's kind of like the screen where um, it's, the movie is projected onto it. And so the mind um, in this case is really the projector. It's really the light source, the projector that actually have us um, be able to see everything that we see and feel everything that we feel, not just not just on the um, visually, but sensorially. We can hear, we can smell all of our different senses being engaged. So that's really how we create our reality, and we need thoughts, we need consciousness to be aware of the feelings that our thoughts give us. And we also need uh, a power source, which is the, our, our God particle, our uh, God mind, or our, um, the divine source within us. So that's how human beings actually work. And um, if the other thing I want to mention is that I've kind of talked about that the thoughts, thoughts are not necessarily our own thoughts. The thoughts could be the thoughts that are floating around or because thoughts are actually just um, energy. They are thought forms. So there is an energy to it. So it could be the, whether it is the um, society that we're in, for example, Toronto has a certain vibe to it, a certain uh, thought forms. So people that are drawn to that vibe would like, would really feel comfortable when they are in Toronto. And um, so that's one level of, of um, I would say the, the source of our thoughts. That's one level. The other levels is that, for example, I'm Chinese. So Chinese as, as an ethnicity, as an, as an ethnic group would have certain thought forms that um, maybe not every Chinese subscribe to them. However, we, we kind of know about them. We've heard about them, for example. And then the same goes for Italians. Italians has a spirit rather different uh, thought forms from Chinese. And if you are, let's say, uh, Greek, then it's also a very different thought form as well. Or if you are Spanish, 
or if you are Egyptian. So all these different um, ethnicity all have their level of thought forms. And then there are other, I would say, fields of thought forms as well. For example, age group. The age group, if you, when you are five years old, your thought form would be very different from when you are 50 years old or when you are 75 years old. So age itself, um, the, the age, whether it's chronological age or really your intellectual age. So those are different fields of thought forms that we each and every one of us partake in as well and also different consciousness, different levels of consciousness actually um, allow us to have access to different levels of thought forms as well. For example, if you um, believe that you are this human and you're on earth and that's all there is, there's no, like earth is the only place in the whole entire universe that has um, like life forms or intelligent life forms of it on it. And all the other planets, they may have apes and other things, but no intelligent life forms. So that then your, um, your thought form would only be kind of limited to planetary, to, to Earth. Whereas if you, let's say, if you are um, an alien from Pleiadian or from um, Syrians, then your thought forms will be very different because you are able to travel to different, you have the technology and, and the capability to uh, have planetary travels, to be able to travel to other planets to be able to even have um, different, go to different um, star systems, then your level of consciousness allows you to partake in even more thought forms, not just the ones that are on your own home planet, but also on um, several other planets or several thousands other planets so that really gives you a very different level of thought forms so what i'm trying to say here is that um the there are levels of thought forms there are some thought forms that we right now may not have access to yet but that doesn't mean those thoughts are not already out there and part of the reason why we want to raise our consciousness is actually to get access to those because I believe personally that a lot of the, um, I would say, technological advancement that's available to um, from different other, uh, I would say, our star brothers may very well help us to change or help us change and flip around um, all the environmental issues that we think we have that are really bad and, and grave and serious environmental uh, um, issues. However, those 
there are people or there I should say there are civilizations out there that has already gone through the the, um, the growing pains that we are going through right now and they may have technology that will help us to just I wouldn't say overnight but in a very short time period be able to turn things around so that we don't we're not um, in this alarm mode where oh we have to save the environment otherwise the bees are going to die and we are going to um, go extinct that that kind of crazy talk we that's because we um somehow have not tapped into those much more expanded levels of um, thoughts creativity as well And um, so one other thing I actually still, uh, actually two things I want to, to bring up before I end tonight's um, talk. First is because we live in the experience of our thoughts. So we are actually able that we have the capability to design or to decide what we want, want to experience and we we actually don't experience the outside world we actually experience our thoughts for example um let's say coronavirus it's um some people think that it is you know a um a very a deadly virus so I'm not saying that it is not. I'm just saying that that's just one thought. That's just one thought. And if you, and, and so that one thought, 10 different people may have, may hold that thoughts and they may have 10 completely different experience of that thought. So the experience that we have is not from the thought. It's really, how we interpret the that certain thoughts so that's why um I'm, i say that we can actually choose what we experience because when we know that we don't really react to thoughts we don't react to the outside environment we actually every reaction we have we're actually reacting to our internal um, feelings about those thoughts. And our internal feelings about those thoughts is something that we have control over. Or at least in when we know about it, when we are conscious of it, then we can start to choose and we can start to, to um, let go of our I would say fear or um, anxiety or other emotions that's really giving us the experience of thoughts that we don't prefer to have. And I'm not saying that um, if we don't um, if we don't fear it, then the virus is not going to affect us. But I'm saying that when you when you are more conscious of choosing your own thoughts, then your environment starts to change according to you. 
and because you're the one that creates your experience, then there is a way to get to the point where you can have your immune system to be so um, robust that even though you may come in contact with a virus, a deadly virus, and still not be too affected because no matter what virus or what bacteria or whatever it is, everything is a vibration. And when you are not a vibration match to it, when you, are, when you have raised your own vibration and your own consciousness to be higher than where the vibration of the virus can exist, then your chances of being able to be affected by the virus would be much lower, much more, I would say, advantageous for you. So we can actually choose how we experience certain thoughts. We are not the hostage of our thoughts is what I'm really trying to say. And the other thing is that um, if, it's because thoughts are not really our own thoughts. There are thoughts floating around in so many different fields, whether it is the city we live in, our ethnicity, um, the, our age group or our education, all those, all those fields have different thoughts. So there are so many thoughts. And so when, whenever you come across some thoughts that you don't like, all you have to do is actually just don't react to it and allow that thought to you know, go in one ear and go out the other ear and not take up um, real estate inside your mind. And when that happens, then you will find that you become more at peace and you start to tap into the bigger mind. So you're not just limited to the small individual mind. You start to tap into the cosmic the, your, your real essence. So when you start in tapping into that, you actually have a lot more power, a lot more ways to find solutions to issues that may be, um, may be able to stump you when you're in your individual and smaller mind. But when you start to allow things to just minds and when you allow thoughts that does not resonate with you to just simply go out and start to tap into the bigger mind then you start to bring more of that the power of source of oneness the whole beyond the the all of that not just you but the full um, contingent of who you truly are. And when you have access to all of you, then most of the issues that you face as a, an individual mind will start to just drop off. So that's all I would like to say for now.
about the um, how to be human. So that is really how we work. So now let's get to the meditation part. So the meditation that I would like to do this evening with all of you is really to help um, not just all of you here, because all of you here are actually connected to the, the human collective as well. So I would like to guide all of you here through a meditation to start to transform the, the thought forms and the energy forms of the whole human collective and start to bring in more, mm, I would say, galactic thinking into it so that we can have access to higher levels of awareness and higher levels of thought forms. So to begin with, just follow your own breath. Just breathe in slowly and deeply. And when you cannot breathe in anymore, then just let go. Just let go of all your breath. And then continue to breathe in slowly and deeply. and breathe out easily and effortlessly. And do this for a little bit longer so that you can start to relax your thinking, start to relax your body, start to relax your head. Allow all those so many thoughts that's been running through your mind all day long to start to just take a pause maybe, or at the very least slow down a little bit. And allow that slowing down and relaxation to start to move into your neck area. And you may want to actually move your neck a little bit just to find the, the best spot so that your neck is supporting your head just the right way. So there's no strain to your neck muscles. And then start to adjust your shoulders so that your shoulders can just hang easily and effortlessly by your side. And you may want to adjust your sitting a little bit so that your spine is giving you better support 
and start to feel those tense muscles starting to relax. Allow them to relax. Wherever you feel a little bit of tension or a little bit of pain, just have the intention to relax that area. As you become more relaxed, then start to put your focus on your heart area. Start to imagine that you are now breathing out of your heart now. You're breathing and taking in oxygen and energy, light, love, all of the good things comes in to your heart as you breathe into your heart. And as you breathe out, then anything that does not support you in your body, just let it go. And as you focus more and more on your heart, start to imagine that the energy around your heart. Imagine that you can feel the energy around your heart to start to have a certain weight, not a heavy weight, just slightly more than usual to remind you that you are putting your focus on your heart. When you're in your heart, focusing in your heart, then have an intention that you want to be connected with Mother Earth. Bring in the consciousness of Mother Earth. Just have that intention. And start to feel that connection with Mother Earth. For some, it may feel like a certain weight that's pulling you towards the Earth, the center of the Earth. For others, you may feel a more groundedness However you choose 
to feel this connection with Mother Earth. It's absolutely okay. And while you are still connected to Mother Earth, send an intention to be connected with Father Sky, with the Sun of our solar system. The sun is really our portal to our galactic family. So let's connect Father Sky and Mother Earth to ourselves in our heart. and feel the warmth of this connection to start to radiate out throughout your whole body. You can feel this connection, this love connection. Mother Earth loves you unconditionally and Father Sky loves you unconditionally. They have always been here and will always be here for you. Feel what it feels like to be in your heart. If any unpleasant thoughts come along, then let it come. Don't try to resist it. It's just a thought. Allow it to come and allow it to leave. It's not your thought. This thought belongs to everyone and no one. Only keep the thoughts that you like. The rest, just allow it to come in and go out. And now also be connected. Imagine that you send an intention to be connected to the galactic central sun to really pull in more galactic energy, to pull in 
higher vibration, in higher levels of energy to be available to you. And imagine then to be this beautiful beam of pure white light that comes from beyond our solar system all the way towards you and allow it to come into you through the top of your head, through your crown chakra. And trust that you, your body knows better. It knows to just absorb only what supports your well-being in this moment. Allow this white beam of consciousness, of unconditional love to come in and start to clean and transform your own energy. And also remember that you are connected to the human collective as well, to everyone else that is on earth. You may not be physically connected to them, but you are definitely energetically connected to it. And as you allow your own energy to be transformed, you also give permission from you to have the energies of the human collective to be transformed as well. There is a space in your heart. The ancient ones calls it a tiny space of our heart. It is there that you are connected with all of creation. You connected to each and every one on earth, to each and every living thing that is on earth, humans and animals, 
trees, rocks alike. All of creation, not just on earth, but everywhere within the universe and parallel universes, it's all connected in that tiny space of your heart. Feel into that, that dimension of you, the tiny space of the heart where you and all of creation are one. Allow your own consciousness to be transformed and know that your soul is in charge of how much transformation it desires to take in or not. When you're here in the tiny space of your heart, hold no judgment. Simply be. Hold unconditional love for all of creation because you and all of creation are just different sides of the same coin. Feel yourself expanding your energy 
vibrating higher and higher. And just know that as you breathe in, allow yourself to be transformed. By this connection to oneness, to all of creation. You don't need to know how you will be transforming your body already knows how to transform. All you have to do is just allow it to happen. Allow your heart to expand beyond all the walls and constrictions and limitations that you have put on it. And know that you have access to unlimited love, unlimited acceptance, and unlimited assistance from all of creation. They're all here to help. Because who wouldn't want to help themselves? We are all one. In your mind's eye, just see the whole human collective energetically getting to be lighter, brighter. Not that there's anything wrong with dark. It's just that we've done that. And now it is time to clean up and move on. So in this moment, 
in your heart. Allow it to be filled with the brightest light. An unconditional acceptance of yourself and all of creation. Allowing as much light as it serves you. Take a deep breath in now and let it go. And just feel what it feels like in your body now. Maybe you feel lighter. or not, have no judgment on what you feel or don't feel, it is all good and know that this energy, this connection with oneness with all of creation is always there. The tiny space of the heart, it's in you always, it has always been there. You just have to pull on it and allow it to transform you as much or as little as a serve. So in a few breaths time, you have a choice to stay in meditation and stay in this feeling of being in the tiny space of your heart. Or you may come and join us in a group and share your experience. The choice is up to you, it has always been up to you. So take the next three breaths to allow yourself to either come back all the way back into the room or stay where you are in deep meditation. And know that either way, the transformation that has 
started. We'll continue on until all the transformation that your soul allows to happen is completed. So take a deep breath in now and let it go. Take the second deep breath in and let it all go. And the last third deep breath in and let it all go. Come back to the room if that is what you have decided to do or stay in meditation. Either way, thank you very much for joining me this evening. I love you. Until next time. Goodbye.